everyone and welcome to On The Spot Talk with D Malone. This is going to be another great conversation that please, please, please tell your friends to come and listen. Tell your friends to join in. Today, I have the pleasure uh, of having, I, when I met her via uh, IG, I, I know her as Rain from her from her Instagram post. But Patricia Rain, the creative director, and I like that she says that she's a creative director, but she's also the founder, I'm sure, right, of Traveling Aura, a mobile spa. Let's give her a round of applause. Well, hello, hello, welcome, hello. welcome. So, Miss Patricia Wright. Greetings, greetings. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining me. Now, you know, when we hear uh, mobile spa, I don't know about you ladies, but immediately the antennas go up and I'm like, where? Are you? <laughs> uh, and I and I and I I can appreciate what you're doing so much because the funny thing is when I started as a nail technician, I started as a mobile nail stylist. Wow. I was going any and everywhere to get these nails done. So I can completely appreciate. And, and absolutely send love and light to what you are doing. It is appreciated. It is needed because you offer not just nail services, but you mm-hmm. also offer facials and massages. Let's talk about that. Let's, let's really get into that. Yes, so that is correct. We are located in South Florida. So we service what's known as the Tri-County, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, and West Palm Beach. And as you mentioned, nails, massages, and facials. And um, I do have assistance because obviously I can't do it alone. Um, This is a big terrain to cover. I am licensed in nails and skincare. So I do provide some of the services um, for the clients, but massages I contract out because I'm not licensed in massages, but I have licensed massage therapists on our team that assist in helping us um, create the relaxation for clients in their home office or hotel. And we also do spa parties. So we do bridal parties um, for weddings, birthdays, corporate wellness and retreats. So oftentimes we'll do large groups and they'll rotate. So, you know, these three will start with their massage and this three will start with their manis and petties and this three will start with their facials and kind of alternate. They're usually um, in their relaxation vibe. So there's either mimosas or tea going on. So, okay. you know, so there's a, you know, there's a relaxation and, and connecting to some sort typically happening. So that's the premise of what we do. I love it. And so, you know, I, I have to get to the meat and potatoes of it. What made you decide to do this? How did this come about? So um, I was wanting to switch things up because I started working um, as a booth renter um, ma- majority of my career. And I, then I started working in day spas. And so I worked in the spa setting 
Then I went back and got my esthetician license and I realized that I wanted to do something different. I'm like, hmm, I've done the salon, I've done the spa, I've done, you know, some small editorial work, you know, how can I switch things up a bit? And so I was thinking about the mobile concept, but at the time there wasn't much information out there on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, fear obviously crept in. So I was apprehensive because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, you know, is this, how do I price myself? You know, all the information that I was looking for wasn't available. And so one day while working in the day spa, one of my clients, one of my regulars, she came in and while I'm servicing her, she, you know, got emotional and I'm like, oh my gosh, what, like, did I, did I, did I cut you? Like what's happening? And so she was like, she, she was like, I'm thinking about my grandmother. And she was like, um, have you ever thought about going mobile? And at the time it was a thought. And I was like, yes, I, I, you know, and I hadn't shared this idea with anyone. It was, you know how it is when you have that idea and you don't want to tell anyone. So you keep it to yourself. Mm -hmm. So I hadn't shared it with anyone. So she was like, have you ever thought about going mobile? And I was like, actually I am. And she was like, I'm just thinking about my grandmother and how, you know, I would have loved because she was, you know, a prissy and fancy woman. She loved her, um, her maintenance. And she was like, I would have loved to be able to send someone like you to service her in between those weeks that I wasn't able to see her due to work. Um, Cause you know, you know, she was like, cause I didn't get to see her as frequently as I wanted to. And sometimes I feel bad about that. And so she was like, I, w- I think you would be great if you did mobile. And she was like, I don't have much to give you, but I have a mobile manicure table at home. I don't know why this lady had a manicure table. She was not a manicurist. She was never a manicurist, but for some reason she had a mani- a mobile manicuring table at her house. And she was like, um, you know, I'd love to coordinate with you to um, give that as a, a token of encouragement to mm-hmm. encourage you to pursue that. And so I took that as my confirmation, you know, um, yeah, because totally. it was something I was thinking about so heavy. And I was just like, oh my goodness, like, how, why would she just randomly start talking about this? And so from there, obviously, you know, fear still was there. I didn't, I didn't kick it off right away. Mm-hmm. I did start a prototype company where it was just nails. Um, and then um, I dissolved and, and rebranded and added the other services in order to um, really um, maximize the potential yeah. that the mobile could do. Yeah. Um, because I did notice a difference when I added the other services, it created more of an experience versus just doing nails. So, and that's how Traveling Aura was born. Oh my goodness. That is such a, an amazing story and similar enough to mine, which makes it even more amazing. Um, just to see how God operates in 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 our in our in, in the gifts that He gives us. Um, so, how did you? And I'm sure maybe by trial and error, but did you come up with the? Okay, you go over here. You go over here. You know, because that's not something that's a, a, a you know a natural thing. It's you know we see it in the salons, but to now be in a location where you literally have to implore and imply something, you know, apply a, a, a space, you know, apply a piece of order. How did you come up with the way that you organized getting everyone's services done in a timely fashion? Very good question. So yes, trial and error. Um, obviously when I started, my service menu was like, oh, I'm going to offer this, I'm going to offer that. And 
I learned quickly that that is not going to help me scale because Mm -hmm. certain services, you know, it takes longer, but certain services I realized I prefer doing in a salon setting um, because in a salon setting, um, you know, your stuff is already in a certain place. You put everything back in a certain place. When you're mobile, you kind of don't know what you're going to run into when you get to the client's home. Even though I bring everything, you know, you still have to adapt and adjust to something. So um, I had to scale those services back um, completely down to the basics and in order to be able to, um, really, um, you know, service enough clients where it was worth it for me to bring other people on as well as myself. So yeah, basic had to go basic. (laughs) So we only do gel manicures, regular manicures, um, obviously gel pedicures, regular pedicures, we'll do a spa pedicure. Mm -hmm. Um, our facial is a, um, classic facial, and um, includes all the steps, but um, it's an hour. And so we don't do like chemical peels or, you know, all the extra um, skincare services and massages are, they're the easiest. Um, So, you know, it's pretty clear and cut with massages, you know, 60 minute, 90 minute, Mm -hmm. 120 minutes. So, yeah. (laughs) Sounds good. So when you, when you ventured out into 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 the deep because I call that the deep end when you step out on faith and you step into the deep end uh what was that journey like Ooh, how much <laughs> look how much time you got <laughs> grab some tea honey <laughs> um you know, as an artist, and I'm sure you can attest to this, we are very meticulous in terms of like wanting things to be perfect. Yeah. Um, and so I had to relinquish that, you know, re- relinquish my need for perfection um, and allow myself the space to actually make the errors in order to correct them. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, um, a lot of self-talks, a lot of prayer um, and a lot of, um, you know, just going back to the basics and reminding myself why I did it, because the thing about fear is it creeps its little head out at the most random times when you least mm-hmm. expect it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's loud. And it's loud. So loud. It's and you're like a little quiet, little voice. Sometimes it could be a little creeper, but for the most part, it's very loud and it gets louder. Mm-hmm. Wow! And you're like, and you're like, where did you come from? I was just on my, you know, right. I was I on just, my high. I was killing, yeah. <laughs> right. I was just like Scooby Dooby Doo, like <laughs> we're we're making this happen. And then here you are, just out of nowhere. Um, but um, I oftentimes like I reflect a lot. Um, I'm a self, uh, extremely self-aware person, so I'm always analyzing. And you know, I realized that fear was um, it wasn't real. You right. know, it was a figment of my um, imagination because I was stepping out of my comfort zone. So I just, you know, I have sticky notes everywhere. I okay. have several boards and things that I write on meditation. Uh-huh. Um, so I had to implement some practices in order to help overcome you know, those, those areas where I was like, I don't know, you know, if I, I don't know why I'm doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Now, was there a whole lot of paperwork and red tape in order to, you know, become a mobile spa 
because there's so much in the mobile spa, you know, what was, what was that process like? So um, initially when I went mobile, my vision was to do it in a, to have a mobile vehicle and to do the service on the mobile vehicle. Mm -hmm. But um, here in South Florida, you know, they had ran into some issues with the mobile, uh, like food trucks. So they started to regulate mobile, like services, depending upon certain cities. And if you've, if anyone has, who's listening, if you've ever been to South Florida, you know, there's so many cities between the Tri-County. It's, I'm like, and so when I went, downtown to get the licensing the the guy was like you know and I'm glad he mentioned it he was like you know I love this idea um but I I would encourage you to look further into um legality when it comes down to certain cities because there are some hindrances in terms of where mobile vehicles can occupy and things of that nature so um but I was moving so fast and I was so excited I had already purchased the mobile vehicle oh (laughs) Oh, wow. So I had the mobile vehicle already, but the good thing was I had not done any changes on the inside yet. So I hadn't like gutted it out and taken everything out. Um, So that was good because what I, you know, which made me pivot into, okay, we'll go into the client's home instead um, because, you know, there, there's um, less paperwork or processes in that instance because it's according to the client's um approval yeah and so yeah so the mobile vehicle we would just use it for parties so that whenever we can all show up at the same time in the same vehicle and things of that nature so I ended up you know you have to pivot in business yes (laughs) yes 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 so were you always into nails when did your your affinity for nails take place so my love for nails started when I was about nine years old um my mom is a licensed manicurist but she um she wasn't uh it was at a time where you know building a clientele as you know with no social media you you know those as I like to say prehistoric times You had to be hood good. (laughs) No, absolutely. Because it's like, you're not going to make it. So my mom, you know, having children, she didn't stick with it because it was like hard to like raise a family and, you know, network. I'm Haitian. So, um, you know, she, there's a language barrier. She speaks English, but, you know, she just didn't feel confident. Um, So she always kept, she's till this day, her license is still current. She even works with me in the business now. Um, So, (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is such a blessing. Yeah. So um, I was in her stuff at nine years old and I was always messing with everything. And she was like, she noticed my, love for and I was like mom I want to go to nail school and she was like you need to wait till you're 16 years old and on my 16th birthday you know children don't forget anything I was like so about that nail school though are you still paying and she obliged and here we are 18 years later wow aren't moms the best the best the best it's because of my mom that I'm even you know, that I was even in nails. I promise you. Really? Yeah. Like my story is so, we have very parallel uh, mm-hmm. 
lives to a degree, right? So I love that. And I love mom. And this is so awesome that you are running your business and mom is there with you in tow. That is such yes. a beautiful thing and such a blessing. Can you so remember awesome. your very first nail experience? Like, Meaning as a, like as a you service? Doing your nails or getting your nails done. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember um, my cousin took me. I was in the eighth grade. I'll never forget. It, there was um, an all black nail salon here in South Florida. It was called Heavenly Nails. And there was a, there was at least 12 to 15 nail techs in there. And so my cousin would go in there and get her nails done. It was like, like you said, in that era, you had to be hood good. (laughs) So (laughs) this was the spot to get your nails done. And so um, for my birthday, she took me and I was hooked. Eighth grade, I was hooked. I fell in love. Like I was obsessed. I was like watching every little detail. I was just looking. I was after my nails got done. I was just staring at my hands and how good my hands looked. I was looking at the nail art, like obsessed, obsessed. I was like, oh, I can't wait to go to nail school. I can't wait. Oh, 16 couldn't get there any quicker. <laughs> and so that leads me to my next question. Is how was your nail school experience? My nail school experience was great. And it was intimidating because I was so young, mm-hmm. you know, so I was the youngest one in the class. I was 16. So everybody in the class was, you know, 25 and older. And oh. I would go um, after school. Um, I was in the night oh class. God. I know you were so, like little sis to them. Oh, yes. and I loved it because um, it was a very nurturing environment. Yeah. Um, and it felt like a really safe space to the point that when it was time to graduate, I was like, oh my God, I do, do not push me out there. Like, I don't want to go. L- who's going to check my work? You know, it's like, you know, cause you, you're so like, hard on yourself yeah I, I need you to I need I need you to tell me does this look good does this look good right right, right. I don't I completely understand that thought process <laughs> oh my gosh wow so you're in nail school you graduate nail school what do you remember being the first thing you thought like I'm going so to the salon or you know what I mean like what was that first thought like Besides the, oh my gosh, who's going to check my work? <laughs> right, right. What so was the next it's, one? It's, this is, I, I love this question because as I'm thinking about it, um, I really did not have any idea of what the salon world and industry consisted of. Like, I didn't know how it worked. I feel like, you know, I was extremely oblivious to like commission versus you know, um, booth rental, you know, so I, this was in 2004. So I went old school. I just like went to random salons and, you know, I was just like, I got to find somewhere to work now. <laughs> Cause I didn't want to do it in, I didn't want to do it in my house because, you know, typical Island household, there's a, you know, a lot of us in here you know, so I'm like, I need to get into a salon and learn as much as possible. So my thought process was, okay, I need to find somewhere to work. Mm-hmm. And so I went into these random places and until someone hired me. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. You're bringing me back. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 a part of us getting to know the motivation and 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 to get to know, you know, you as as a person, but you know, to know where your gifts come from and and so to speak of, you know, where your motivations are and you know, I think it's so important to for us to always look back in regards to how far we've come not so much to look back and to you know say I wish I was back there but to to go okay so what was your process because here's the thing there are people women and men that are listening you know that either want to do this or have children that want to do this and to now have the knowledge that you then didn't have that's a blessing. So we're going back so people can kind of go forward. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's why I asked some of the questions too. And because I think that it's, you know, it's so important for us to, to share those, those moments as, as uh, fellow nail technicians Mm -hmm. and just as a people, you know, Mm -hmm. because that shows your resilience, your persistence, you know, and it, and it lets people know that they can do whatever it is that they have been gifted to do as so long as they do it in the right order, right? You didn't skip any steps. You're like, okay, I want to do this, ma. We're going to go to school. Okay, I'm going to school. Now I'm going to go work, you know, and, and, and taking those moments to gather all of the knowledge that you, you needed. And now you have your own where you employ other people yeah. come on like that that's that is a whole word right there like that is a whole testimony and I believe that everybody needs to hear it and to hear how much we love what we do you know so when you when you said I, I'm, I'm gonna do these nails okay I'm going to the shop did you have any influences outside of your mom? No, none no at all. No influences mm-hmm. at all. At all. I was, I literally just went out there blind, blindly. Wow. You know, because I come from a family where my mom, she really, even though she went to nail and beauty school, mm-hmm. she didn't really do those things frequently. So, um, you know, my introduction came more so from my cousins who were, you know, a a bit more hip, younger and really into it and stuff. So, but as far as like another nail tech to influence that, no, it wasn't until I actually got into the salon. So I was out there like, even now, as you're saying, I, I just was adamant on doing it and just didn't care. (laughs) It was like, right. I'm like, I'll figure it out. (laughs) <laughs> listen I'm, I'm not even mad about that so for you as as a nail artist as a nail stylist what is your most preferred thing to do as a nail technician as far as services services like are you a gel are you a acrylic are you a you know nail art or no nail art you know what's you what's your what's your niche What's your vibe? Okay, so <laughs> this is a hard question to answer because my first love is acrylic and nail art. Okay. 
All right. Because that was that was what you know. Because I was so young when I started. Mm-hmm. That's what my that was what my peers wanted. You know, in order for me to market myself and build my clientele. So that that's my first love. But now I don't do any enhancements other than um, gel polish, which is not an enhancement, but it's, you know, so um, in order to be able to provide the services efficiently in the mobile setting. Mm -hmm. Now, I still have all my stuff and I do I have done it mobile because I do get clients who ask. And so I dabble, but I still don't do as much nail art as I did before. And um, it's actually on my to-do list to, um, you know, pull out my stuff and, you know, devote at least, you know, six hours a week, um, two hours, three days, two hours in those three days to, um, refine some of my skills and, you know, cause I miss it. It's like my, like, I'm like having nail art and acrylic withdrawals. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Oh my God. I miss it so much. Totally. I'm listening. I'm with you. I'm with you. So with, with your, your, you know, you you got your new idea that you're going to practice and you're going to, you're going to get these, this, this time in, is there an artist or a person who, uh, you would love to do their nails? Hmm. Like if the opportunity presented itself, you would jump to do their nails? That's a good question. I've never thought about that. Hmm. Um, I'm so in business mode. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, that's a really, 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 really good question. I'm going to have to marinate on that a little bit. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, listen. We we got we got a little minute. <laughs> yeah, look now you got me thinking. Like, hmm, who would I like working on? Because right now, what I really enjoy is creating the relaxation for um people in in the comfort of where they are. Mm-hmm. You know, so I really enjoy um creating that atmosphere because they're like in they're in their comfort zone, and right. so when you add that relaxation, it's really like. They're like, oh my God, I just love you. And then you can leave them there <laughs> sleeping. Exactly. <laughs> and they love it. They don't have to go through traffic. Right. They, they don't have to you go don't have to wear parking. They are already home. They love it. Wow. So when I think about that question, who would I like to service? It, I think about it more from the standpoint of who appreciates relaxation. Who mm-hmm. appreciates, you know, because you know, from the nail art standpoint, you know, uh, that's different, you know, like if you're doing acrylics or enhancements, Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, I could probably give you a couple on the list, but from the relaxation, I want someone to experience the brand and relax from that standpoint. So, um, I'm gonna have an answer for you. I like that. You got I, like that. I like that. I like that. What would you say is your favorite sh- nail shape and nail length to work with? I love a coffin shape. I love a good coffin. Me too. <laughs> I love a, you know, I love long to medium, mm-hmm. even though I do, because it just gives you more, you know, to play with you're able to appreciate you know your shapes Mm -hmm. and stuff and when you want to do nail art so 
a, a, a nice coffin, a medium length. I'm like, yes. But it's like, it's biased for me because I just, I appreciate all the shapes and it really, you know, challenges you to like be on point because it's like, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, even with a short nail, you have to still make sure that that nail is the shape that you said it is. <laughs> you have to, you have to. So now my next question is how often do you do or get your own nails done? So I, I'm actually going to redo my nails tonight. Um, I do them myself. I would prefer not to. Um. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like, right. I would prefer not to, but with my schedule and, you know, it's easier for me to do it myself um, because I'm doing them at awkward times at night. You know, I'm curing one hand and typing with the other. <laughs> I know it all too well. I know it all too sounds well. Like, sounds like you've been down this lane several uh, times. Uh, listen, several times, several times. I'll be up at three o'clock in the morning doing my own nails. Um, so mm-hmm. now we know that we, this is May, right? We're in yes. uh, the, the mental health awareness month. And so as we are talking about nails and what we do in the nail industry um, as a whole, do you believe that nail care in, in, in accordance with self-care plays a part in how people are, are handling their, their mental states? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, um, I think we don't have the conversation enough about mental health within our industry. Um, and I think, you know, we don't, I think we're starting to get the appreciation and praise as nail techs to the benefit that we bring. Um, and COVID really showed that, um, showed me that because being mobile and, you know, for the first, um, month we didn't go out because we kind of didn't know what was going on but you know florida we're you know we we don't really no, follow wow. rules here <laughs> <No>, wild child <laughs> you, you know how we do down here in yeah. the 30 south <laughs> like free willy style like okay <laughs> so going into people's home and seeing their response while they were not able to do any other things, the joy that it, it really made them realize how much they really do appreciate their manicures and pedicures because when they couldn't get their hair done and they were on those Zooms and, but you can look down and your nails were still looked good and your feet looked good. You know, a lot of people shared how that really uplifted them. So I really realized, you know, obviously I knew it and you know it because that's why we do what we do, but people didn't acknowledge it before, you know, and how it helps on mental health. And it helps us as the artists too, because it's a form that's what we enjoy, especially when we're doing our art. It's a a way to express ourselves. It's an outlet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for, and for our clients, you know, for the client, it is, we are therapists. You know, anyone in the beauty industry, you, you play a humongous role in people's 
mental health, you know, because listening to what's on their heart, you know, so that the emotions are in play and what's on their minds. So it's, I feel that it's so important that we remember that there, this, I'm not just doing your nails and making them pretty. Right. And I saw a portion of that during uh, COVID because, uh, well, the beginning of it, I should say, because we're still kind of in it. Right. Uh, I saw that when I was getting all of these calls and text messages, you still do nails? Do you do nails? Miss, do you do nails? And I'm like, is this the nail salon? Is this the nail salon? Is this? And I was like, oh my goodness. Like people were really losing it because they felt like they could not get their nails done. And like you said, they couldn't get their hair done. So, you know, I realized that that played a huge role in the mental, the mental health, you know? And, and so that's why I kind of brought that up. So now as you've gone along through your process of becoming a nail technician, then, you know, an entrepreneur with your own mobile spa, what would you say was your biggest lesson or your biggest takeaway from the whole entire process? Hmm. Yeah, I asked the hard questions. (laughs) (laughs) It's called on the spot talk for a reason. Literally, right, right. You, you, I, I should have paid more attention to the title of the, of the podcast. Like you really, you on the spot for real. Like you, you, you're but holding in, in on the name for sure. But a good, in way. a good way, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, and it's great because it, it's very thought provoking. You know, it's making you think about things. Um, why I like the questions is because it's, you know, we're always thinking about our next goal and our next accomplishment, right? And so we forget about these, you know, very important moments that we should reflect on and, you know, show a little bit more gratitude. So I appreciate these questions because it's really thought provoking and, you know, I'm guilty of it, of doing it all the time where I'm like, Oh my gosh, I forgot about that until yeah. a memory pops up on my phone. And I'm like, <laughs> I did that. So this is wow. these yeah. questions. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So these questions are are, you know, um inciting from a good place. And I really appreciate it because um, again, we forget and we need those reminders to remind us why we do it. Um, and um, you know, the hardest part in the in the journey. I would say the hardest part, um, the hardest lesson is um okay so the hardest lesson for me is so I read this book that changed how I see it so I'm I'm obsessed with entrepreneurship like obsessed okay okay like I have a problem you know like I I, and that's why I took so long to launch because analysis paralysis like I'm reading all this stuff research and all this going going crazy so much knowledge (laughs) (laughs) but you have to apply just do it yeah. You have to you just do it. Yeah. So I read this book. I read this book called E-Myth, Your Business, mm-hmm. Why Small Businesses Fail. 
by Michael Gerber. And the premise of the book was small businesses fail because we have no systems. Mm. Simple. Like that's the premise of the book. You have no systems. So your business can't function without you. And he was like, when you're creating these systems, he's like, you're creating these systems so that despite what happens to you, your business can still function. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, sometimes you may not be, sometimes someone might help you in your business, but you don't have time to run it down to them. Do you have SOPs that outline your processes? And so, uh, you know, the hardest challenge was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this well, because I understand why small businesses fail. You know, <laughs> I'm going to implement this and I'm going right. to conquer the world. <laughs> I love it. And then, you know, implementation is another thing. Yes. You know, <laughs> consistency is another thing. Yes. <laughs> Outlining what you want done is another thing. Yes, I know how to do I know how to do a full set of nails, but can I put that down in steps so that someone can read that and know how to do it just yeah. by my explanation? Uh, right. And, and, and that's where I went. Oh, so that, that's been, um, and it's still something that I'm overcoming. I haven't fully overcame because I'm still implementing certain processes, but I'm very proud to say I have come a long way and my systems are, you know, they on point now. They on point. Like I'm just, I'm just gonna toot my home horn a little bit. They're not all the way where I want them to be. Um, there's still much, much, much work to be done. Um, but I'm very proud that when someone comes from the outside and look at my business, they're like, mm-hmm. and they say, I wasn't expecting you to have all of this. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think that's an amazing takeaway and 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 a and a lesson that I think now that, you know, once people hear it, they're gonna be like, oh, I I didn't even stop to think about that. You know, we get so excited about having a business and 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 being our own bosses that mm-hmm. that we forget that bosses have things systems in place for other people to follow uh, in suit. So I love that. So now what advice would you share with someone who is uh, looking to become both, uh, all three, I should say, uh, a nail technician, an esthetician, and a business owner, like putting all three together? What I would say is expect to work, Mm. expect to work um, because that's where the magic happens. Mm -hmm. Um, Have an appreciation for building relationships Mm -hmm. because in all those three things that you mentioned, building relationships is so key because even if you're not, you haven't stepped into the entrepreneurial role and you're just a service provider, mm-hmm. those relationships is how you're going to build your clientele. Absolutely. You know, and so that's how you're going to grow. And, and entrepreneurship, those relationships as well. You'll be surprised how many of your clients that you service can be the door opener for your entrepreneurial leap, as I shared earlier. <laughs> True indeed. <laughs> that is so, very true. <laughs> so don't minimize those, you know, because 
everyone, I think we're in the era where everybody wants to be a boss. Everybody wants to be a boss. And it's like, you know, um, let's be clear. It's a lot of work. (laughs) It's a lot of work. It truly is. It, It really, really is a lot of work and it costs you a lot. And I think that your your advice is spot on like so like listen please know you're gonna work (laughs) (laughs) you are not going to kick your feet up and chill you're gonna work you're gonna that's it that that is plain and simple so find something you love about the work yeah you go get to work there you go (laughs) there you go so what what motivates you to keep going? What, what, is, what is a daily thing? Even, you know, just a, a quote, whatever. What keeps you saying, I want to continue to do this? Um, honestly, my, so being Haitian, I'm first generation American, first generation um, college graduate because I attended Florida A&M University, the number one HBCU in the nation. Um, (laughs) Uh Oh, don't have people on my thing fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. You know, it's going to go. I know it's some HBCU (laughs) listeners listening Um, located in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, Interesting. My degree is actually in criminal justice. I was going, I was going to go to, I was going to go to law school, which I still may do in later on. Um, But, uh, you know, entrepreneurship was much more enticing um, after those loans were kicking in. (laughs) Calling your name. You're like, "Uh, I'm going to answer this phone. I'm like, six months after I graduate? Really? Um, Wow. But what motivates me is when I think about the journey that my family took to get to the United States. Mm. Um, You know, my grandmother being the one that um, took the trip from Haiti in order to get to South Florida. And um, she ran into some obstacles in order to get here. Um, She made, it it was three attempts. And so what happens is she went from Haiti to the Bahamas And then from the Bahamas, she was supposed to come to Miami. Well, the first two trips, one of them, they got lost and ended up in Cuba. Oh, wow. So they ended up in Cuba. And um, so they they said when they got to Cuba, the Cubans, um, you know, gave them food and water. And then they went back to the Bahamas. And And then the second time, they went somewhere else and got lost again. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, who would try this again? Like, why would you try, you know? But she made the third attempt um, and finally made it to the United States. And so um, watching her work really hard and, you know, she then sent for my mom and sent, you know, and for my father and things of that nature. And, you know, that's how we got here. And so when I look at, the sacrifices they made in order for me to have those things. Um, you know, when things get hard, I say, you know, I think about those voyages, you know, I can only imagine what that was like as a woman, 
you know, because from the stories I heard was, you know, sometimes those, my grandmother was a pretty tough cookie. So I'm sure they, she gave them a run for their money, but, you know, they said sometimes those environments were deplorable and were not, you know, some just didn't make it, put it that way. Wow. So when I think about those instances and the privilege that I have to open doors for the next generation and to show them, you know, um, how to do these things, it's, it's a, it's, you know, um, a position I didn't ask for, but a position that I was given and I, and I take it with pride, um, in order to just show, um, because like your question earlier, you know, what influence that I have when you grow up in a, in a Caribbean household, you know, it's very small knit. And if, for those of you that are listening, if you know anything about Haitians, you know, they stay, they will stay in their communities and will not venture out. I mean, obviously that's changed now, but then, you know, they stayed within their communities and they didn't know anything about, you know, they did nails, but they didn't know, they didn't go to school for it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Wow. So those are the things that, you know, that voyage and, you know, um, you know, that trip is what, you know, keeps me going. And I think about that and I see how it impacts like my younger cousins and, you know, like they, you know, try to do things like me and in their own little way. And so, you know, um, yeah, so that's what, that's what motivates me to, to keep it going, even when it gets hard. And I'm just like, you know, I just really don't want to. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Wow. What a beautiful story. You know, cause wow. 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 I'm so glad she made it. (laughs) Me too. And, uh, Wow, go Dima. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah. She's a tough cookie, man. That is amazing. So now going back to our uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, what do you do to decompress? What what are your self-care things that, that you like to do? So I definitely had to implement some exercising into my routine to release, you know, frustration. Like when I get frustrated with the journey, can't figure something out, overthinking, um, it really helps me kind of reset my mind. Um, I've implemented a routine, which has helped me a lot because I'm, you know, I don't come from a routine background per se, you know, obviously you have routine because you go to school or you work. So you have your routine in that sense, but to be intentional, you know, is different. (laughs) So I got more intentional in my routine, making sure I sleep at a reasonable time. Okay. And so that I can get up and give myself enough time. Um, One of the things I am working to implement. I'm not as good as it like I would like to be. Okay. Um, but um, I was reading where it's um, it's called Artist Way, and it's um, it says that if you can devote one to two hours every day to doing something that you like, mm. where it's like not business, it's right. not school, it's not tending to your children, not tending to your parents, but two hours doing something you enjoy, whether that's painting or, you know, learning how to play chess, um, things of that nature. So I'm working on that. 
Okay. I don't do it. I don't do it every day yet because it's okay. really hard to break yourself away from like, especially um, when you finally life. get focused. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You're like, I need those two hours. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause what happens is I get like in deep thought in those two hours and now I'm thinking all like deep and I'm, you know, so, um, meditation, working out, um, and um, committing to at least one hour. I, I right now I'm at three days, two to three days. I'm not at every day. I'm like, hold up now. Okay. That's 14 I'm like, that's 14 hours. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you think that your self-care is what keeps you optimal? Keeps you performing at, at your best? Yeah, to be honest. Because what I found was um, when I go hard, hard, you know, and I will say I'm not going to get on here and just make it seem like I've got my routine down and I'm like doing my self-care thing every day. I'm going to be honest. When I'm working on a certain project, you know, self-care routine does kind of take a backseat. It's like, it's like, I like to use the analogy when like artists are getting ready to drop their album, you know, they're like... Oh, yeah, I know all about that, too. <laughs> it's like all hands on deck. You are so super focused. You can't think about anything else but getting this thing out. Mm-hmm. So I have those moments okay. where, you know, where, you know, you get into grind mode and really, you know, are trying to get things done. But I will say that um, the self-care helps because entrepreneurship is frustrating. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, to, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> it is extremely, extremely frustrating. Yeah. So I need that balance so that, you know, I don't hurt anyone. Right. <laughs> I'm and just or kidding. yourself. Right. Right. That too. Right. Yeah, or yourself. Because, you know, sometimes we can get into the space of uh, overthinking things to the point that we become, um, to a degree, disoriented you know, you're, you're depleted. You know, I know me, there have been times where I have not even eaten and I'll, it'll be the the middle of the night. I'm like, bruh, you didn't even eat today. You know, it's like, wait a minute. No. I mean, listen, now we know that the body can go without food for a certain amount of days, but you want to function. We, we got, come on now. You, you know, we, we gotta, you know, and I know the Bible says a man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So we know these things, but at the same token, it's like, okay, you still have to make sure that you are not putting you last. Mm-hmm. And I think that that becomes the thing for us. And that starts to mess with your, with your mental because once you've put you on the back burner, you almost kind of stay there. And then you get frustrated. And for some, you know, they go into a state of depression because they're like, well, I'm not being appreciated or, you know, people are putting me last. And it's kind of like, well, wait a minute. We have to kind of take uh, account of what we're doing ourselves. Right. And so I'm so all for emotional and mental and physical health because they all they, they they're not separate from each other. You know, they're, they're not separate from each other. And we have to keep those things 
in, in place so that we are flowing and doing our very best. And, and then think, you know, there are other people that are watching us. And if they see, oh, she don't get no sleep. Oh, I don't have to get any sleep. And then it just, it's a spiral. And it's like, okay, wait, now we have zombies walking around. <laughs> and then it becomes a culture around not taking and then care it of yourself. A culture, and that is a no-go. Mm-hmm. I remember even when I was doing music, I remember um, being in the studio and I had uh, two producers in particular that were like, hey, no sleep in it. I'm like, Get <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. You must have lost your mind. Do, do you know I have to sing? Like I this this voice needs rest. You want me to just be singing, 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 singing? You must child uh, catch you when I wake up from this nap. Be right back. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was like I'm not going to kill myself for the sake of being of service. Mm-hmm. And that meant I'm not going to take on clients that stressed me out. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Because that too is a part of your mental health. Yeah. You know, taking, taking the, the clients that are respectful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it? not entitled. Hello? So, you know, all of these things play that that role in, in being an entrepreneur. You have to make sure your mind is right, because if that is off balance, then how you respond and treat other people will also be off balance. So that's why I like to kind of, you know, see and, and let other people see that, hey, listen, we do take care of ourselves. Absolutely. Because it took a while. No. Yeah. But you know, we we got it. We working on it. <laughs> and journaling too. Oh, journaling yes. helps yes. a lot. Um, especially um, you know, and, and another thing I started randomly doing, um, I do it inconsistently, but if I feel the need to talk and get things out, I'll just turn on my voice recorder. And I just, you know, just randomly started talking. And I said, you know, maybe I'll compile this into something one day. But, you know, just as a form of release, because sometimes you got to release, you, you know, yeah. you may not, it yeah. may not be the time to necessarily talk to someone. You need to still process it. And so right. allowing yourself that space, the grace and the space. <laughs> Ooh, the grace and the space. Yes. So vital. So very vital. Now, are you in favor of therapy, like for, you know, yourself in regards to, hey, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with some things and I just really need to um, speak to someone? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and because I have a social science background, um, I understand the importance of it um, mm. and having those conversations and you know, speaking with a professional who helps you put things into perspective, yeah. but then also they don't have anything to gain from their opinion. You know, they're an outside right. person and they're able to be objective. And, um, but I will encourage people when they seek professional help to um, ask themselves what they're looking for, because not every professional is going to be a fit for you. 
right. because I realized also, you know, you must be aware of, you know, cultural differences depending upon what your, um, what you need to express. So mm-hmm. asking yourself, what do I need to get out in this conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and who could, who could best help me? Um, and so, and there are resources out there, you know, to find different types of help, but I 110% encourage it because it's, you know, the head is heavy. Like when we process things in our mind and it really helps to get an outside opinion from someone who doesn't know you, um, and they're going to listen to you from with a different ear. Mm -hmm. So I super encourage it. If anyone has any, um, you know, like second thoughts about seeing it, I highly encourage it. <laughs> It'll change your life. <laughs> it, really will. it really, really will, you know, and, and I, I completely agree with you and, and I am so for it. I, I've done it myself. So mm-hmm. I know what uh, can come out of it. So now I'm going to switch it back to nails and then, and then I'm going to, you know, uh, let, let uh, you have the rest of your evening, but now, nail technician, nail artist, when we look at the, the industry of entertainment, when we look at the nail industry and the beauty industry, um, as it has grown, we have seen so many different changes, right? Uh, but at what point do you feel that nail art has gone from ghetto and classless to a must-have for almost everyone. Just, just you know, just tell me what you think. When did you think that happened? <laughs> I wish the audience could see my <laughs> face right now. <laughs> and I make this face because, you know, I had to deal with the transition in the era where people viewed it as ghetto mm-hmm. and, you know, would make these remarks. And then to see these same people now getting it, I want to like pull their, I'm just, I'm kidding, but <laughs> I'm just like, I, I'm like, really? Like, oh, word. So what happened? I think Right. Right. Was. I thought it was oh. ghetto. Oh, now, now you now can't leave the salon without it. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what? So I feel it happens around um, after gel polish came out, which I would say was like around 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. Um, Once minks came out Mm. and people really kind of stopped being afraid of wearing, you know, artistic designs. Because every time they said, get on like art, let's be clear. (laughs) This is art. This is art. This is inspired not... by so many different things. So many things. So I feel like after the Minks era, which was about 2011, 2012, people became less afraid to wear fun stuff. That's when the stamping plates kind of started to come back out mm. slowly but surely. So I would say in that in that moment, and then it started becoming then with social media with people being able to see different nail art designs done differently and Mm -hmm. YouTube, I feel like a mixture of YouTube and social media and, and 
um, gel polish and minks that release um, set the tone with um, nail art. And now, you know, you see ridiculous things that you're like, okay, this is for uh, photos, right? (laughs) 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 You're not actually going to wear these, right? (laughs) I've seen some things where I was just like, why do you have that much time? I'm so sorry. Like, why do you have that much time to literally create pointless art? It it just really is like, you know, and 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 I think of would you put this on an actual canvas? If you would not put this on an actual canvas and put this in a museum or in an art, you know what I mean, like in an art gallery, why did what you are we doing? Seat? Did you just want to see if you could do it on a nail? Okay, then after that, I'm like, I'm okay, cool. Right. But uh, you know, I always find it, I ask this question to almost everyone because I I wanna see if everyone saw what I saw <laughs> or if someone saw something I didn't see. You know, I, I like to have insight in regards to things mm-hmm. like that. Um because for a while, from 2011 to 16, 17, nail artists were the only person or, or, or the, the only entity that would get left off of posts, mm-hmm. whether editorial, whether on, on social media, the nails would be like, like nobody did them. And I'm like, wait, but I'm looking at your nails and, and I'm thinking who did them. And yet there's no mention of the nail artist, but now, now it's a complete 180, which Lord, thank you. We are so grateful. We're not not complaining in any way, but at the same token, it just felt like why was it not as important back then as it is now, you know? Uh, and, and it just like, not even from a, from an ego standpoint, but from a, hey, you know, um, we like to be appreciated too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We like, contributed to this look. Yes, we contributed to this look, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why I asked that question. And, and, and it's funny because I see the nail budgets increasing, baby, baby, before, baby, people wanted to pay you $25 to get their nails done. I'm sorry, ma'am. Um, I don't know where you get, no, I do know where you got that from. But take it there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You could go there because I can't. I can't do that for you. I, I just. I just cannot. So, you know, looking at those those particulars, you know, what what are your thoughts on those things? Like the nail budgets increasing, the 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 credit now being given to 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 nail artists. What what do you think about those things? And it's interesting you bring that up because I remember looking because I remember wanting to, I'm like, you know, I want to be on set and, mm-hmm. and, and, and do nails. And so I remember looking at the credits of a movie or a music video 
and seeing, you know, makeup, hair, and never seeing nails. And back to what you said, you saw they had their nails on and you, you know, and especially in certain eras where, you know, there's peaks in the era where the long nails come back out, the nail art, you know, comes back out. And it's like, obviously someone did their nails. (laughs) Who did their nails? And I remember looking and... uh, I remember looking for it and not seeing any information and, you know, to see them having more an appreciation for the time that it takes to work on a small canvas. And oftentimes you're not given very much time to make this happen. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. So it's like, uh, so kudos to the manicures and nail technicians who have paved the way who went on those sets and didn't get credit. And I can imagine how that made them feel, you know, Uh, you know, so it's like, (laughs) it's like, man, everybody's getting credit. Where's my credit? So I think it's beautiful to finally, I I think it's still kind of like a drag with it, but I I think it's much better than it was. Absolutely, Much better than it was. And see, you're in New York, right? I'm in Virginia now, but I I started in New York. Got it. Yeah. And that's where and that's where all the editorial magic, you the know. The metropolis. Like mm-hmm. it all happens in New York and LA. LA. Those, those are the two main places. Mm-hmm. But I believe that, you know, uh, other states are picking up in regards to that because, you know, people are filming movies in Atlanta and you know, and Miami has a lot of, you know, um, the the artists that we love. So, and then you have Art Basel that's that's out, you know, in Miami. So the, 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 the pickup is happening. Um, and I'm grateful that it is because, again, like you said, we see the nails, but we don't, we don't see who, and sometimes for me, when I am watching a movie and I look at someone's hands and their nails are not done or their nails are, there's a nail that's missing. I, in my mind, I'm like, so y'all didn't want to put nails in the budget? <laughs> like, I just, what? So you don't think that nails are important? I am looking at the nails and, and it looks like, so good when the nails are not, done. Yes. I'm like, I know I'm not the only one. I know that I am not. And then nails became, I believe, a part of the the budget. You know, I worked on a couple of sets and 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 one show that I worked on in particular, they made sure that nails was on the budget. But here's the thing sometimes that the nails will only be for the lead Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that person requires it and that's and I think that's what made it start um you know being more in it too is because whoever that person like that lead or that person they're like uh uh, this is a must for me this is my upkeep this is what I do you will not have me on screen looking like who did it and ran (laughs) and I give I give a large you know um Kudo to Claws, you know, the show Claws. That I think also was one of the uh, pivotal points in which, oh, wow, 
nails are cool and they're not super ghetto, you know? So I, I, I love where we are going and I can appreciate where we've come from. Um, but I also love where we are right now, you know, and I, and I, I, I look forward to seeing where we're, where, what's going to happen in, in the future for the, the generation that's coming up, you know, up underneath mm-hmm. us. So I had this thought earlier um, about would you introduce products because you do facials, you do the nails, you have massages. Would, were, would you be thinking of products down the line? Absolutely. Um, COVID um, definitely made me realize how important it is to have products as part of your business mm-hmm. because we don't know you know, how things, and we know that online sales did not cease. <laughs> I, I think people shopped way more because they didn't have way more. much to anything do, to do. You know? Yeah. So that really taught me the importance of adding that component to my business model. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't part of it, but I will say that it just wasn't on the forefront. You know, it was kind of like, oh, I'll do it eventually when we get a little bit established Um, But it is something that I would like to add to the process and we are looking into, but gradually. Okay. And um, when you look at certain brands, like you, it's kind of like part of the recipe, like you need to be producing something, uh, you know, something. Yeah. Yeah. So with that in mind, besides the product, what would you say or what do you feel is next? for you and traveling aura. Oh, we're about to take over. All right now. <laughs> you heard it here we, first. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> we're about to take over and um, change the game in terms of the mobile pampering, um, which is why I brought up the systems. Um, I'm fine tuning my systems, getting these systems together so that the process can be replicated in other cities. Oh, and so, you know, building relationships with me and a curious um, in different states in order to make that happen. So um, because, you know, we're in such a transient city in South Florida, we get a lot of people from up north oh, and yeah. they're like, when, when, when are you coming? When they're like, please, like, when are you coming to New York? When are you coming to Connecticut? When are you coming? So yeah. um, and I and I'm hearing it a lot more frequently and I've been taking more data and seeing that. So the next goal is to um, solidify our because um, think of us what I say to people, because many people will see our services as a luxury that they don't necessarily do this regularly because obviously mobile is going to be more expensive um, than um, coming into the salon. But what I tell people is that we are your wellness resource. So if it's something that we don't provide, we're going to make a recommendation because we've built relationships with, you know, people that do, um, um, Gosh, what's the term? Um, when they do the needles, um, acupuncture. Um, it's on the t- acupuncture um, okay. and services that we don't physically offer. We mm-hmm. build relationships with other partners so that you know, hey, we don't do this, but here's a recommendation from someone that we vetted that we have a relationship with. Because again, we want you to make wellness a lifestyle, self care right. a lifestyle. It's not something that you just do. You know, and it doesn't always consist of us coming out like we'd love to come out and pamper you, but 
you know, we also have a blog where we share information with clients so that, you know, hey, how, how do I do my own pedicure at home? Because maybe you want to treat your significant other or your children if you want to, you know, bond with them and use that as an opportunity to bond. So we want to provide resources and information in order for you to make self-care a lifestyle. So it's not something that you think about last because whenever people's money are tight, the first thing to go is the That's, stuff that they do for themselves. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. You sound like me, which is so crazy. You know? I think we're, I think we're related. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, <laughs> keep, keep the interview. It, it's all about her. It's definitely all about Patricia, but it, it's, it's amazing to, to hear the like-mindedness. Like that is literally when I first started doing uh, on the spot talk live majority of the reason why I wanted to do it was because I wanted to shed more light on the nail industry on mental health on the people that I feel already shine brightly you know and I would always say to my clients I would say you know on my page don't let your self-care be the thing that you cut out first, because that was always the case. That's the first thing that has to go because it's thought to be a luxury instead of, you know, a part of your wellness, like going to the doctor. It is completely this. It's the same thing. Now, you know, if you're doing too much, you feel, you know, you're, or you're spending way too much, let's say on your nail art. Okay, fine. We cut down a little bit on the nail art. Got you. But don't stop taking the time out to make sure that you're okay, even if you have to pay for some things for you to do it yourself for a little while. But just don't stop doing it. Agreed. 110%. To hear it, it's just like, oh my goodness. Wow. (laughs) This is literally amazing. You're like, see? I'm not the only one that's yeah, thinking about this. Right, 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 right. That is just so, so wonderful. Because we've been taught that. that. Yeah, we, we've, we've been taught that. And, and that's, it's it's a conditioning. It's ingrained too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, well, let me take out this. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. All right. And meanwhile, you're you're taking care of all of the things that are necessary but you're at the same time miserable, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's the one thing I'm like, hey, I don't want to walk around miserable. And I would hate for someone else to be, you know, miserable because they couldn't get, you know, their, their self-care in, you know, they, and, and self-care is more, you know, it's definitely, you know, getting yourself pampered, your nails and, and your hair and, and, and your pedicure, mm-hmm. but it's also a hot bath. It's also reading a book. Mm-hmm. It's also lighting a candle. Quiet time, just you and your journal, you, your Bible, your, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, that you have, whatever your your spiritual source is. Me personally, as a Christian, hey, I'm gonna go straight to the Bible. Mm-hmm. But I, I I want people to know that may as though it yes it is mental health awareness month that thing carries throughout the rest of the year it doesn't stop it it is a, it's a continual thing it is to be done persistently mm-hmm. intentionally and consistently 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and if you want to, if you want to um, have a quality life. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. That is it right there. If you want to have a quality life and you want to make an impact, mm-hmm. the impact starts with you. Yeah. And you want to make that impact from the best version of yourself. Absolutely. You know, not the depleted version of yourself. And, you know, one of my um, clients, well, she started, she's my friend now. She started off as a client and now um, we're friends and it's been 15 years now. Um, And so she was like, we don't live in the same state anymore. She's in Milwaukee. And she was like, I've come to the realization my nails is my therapy. She's like, I cannot not have my nails done. <laughs> she's like, you know, and she just, she's yeah. just finished her PhD program. And she was like, you know, obviously I cut back when, I, but she loved her long nails. And she's like, listen, when I get to interact with my tech and it's, and she's so cute because she's asking me even like, how do I, you know, how do I make sure I'm um, conscious of like, my t- my tech how do I make sure I'm a good consumer and I was like oh my gosh you, yes. I'm like you need to move back to Florida so you can be my client again I, love that. <laughs> I was like okay. I was like you know this is how most consumers should think she was like because I realized that you know it's a quality of life for the tech too and I was like oh my gosh you're giving me so many good things to talk about right now absolutely. you don't even know it <laughs> absolutely and we love we love we love people who think outside of themselves you know and think about the other person because that's initially that's what we do we're, we're not even thinking about so much of ourselves as much as we're thinking about how can I provide the best me and the best service for the people that are coming to me right because when you when, when we're doing what we're doing my personality has to be on point <laughs> You know, so yeah, this, this amazing. So I want to thank you so much for starting your, your traveling aura, your mobile spa, because it is needed. And I, I, I pray that all of the success and the joy and the peace be ashamed that that everything that that is supposed to be for you that you receive it and that as you receive it you share it make sure that you are doing you know the part that you're already doing um i thank you for spending time with me i can talk to you all day you have i appreciate that (laughs) <laughs> you have definitely poured some things into my spirit and it was just so awesome to to hear like hey d you're not actually off base and you're not a little crazy you know what i mean <laughs> so I, I i appreciate every moment that that you have devoted to this time and thank you for all of the insight the wisdom um, thank you for sharing your journey and, and thank how you so much and, and we look forward to seeing how much further you're going to go because I believe it's, it's like you said you're going to take over and you're going to do great things so uh, I want to thank you again for being here with me and you all if you are not if you are not hit to Patricia Ring please 
please, I need you to, to listen to me. Pay attention. You got to get hip. If you are in the Florida area and you're in the Danville area, the West Palm Beach area, what's the other one? Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. and West Palm Beach. There you go. You got to check her out. Uh, please tell us where we can find you on, on social media and otherwise. Absolutely. First and foremost, I want to say thank you, Dee, for having me. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share my story. Um, you really um, incited um, some deep thinking um, that I will continue even after this conversation. So I really appreciate it. I, I'm an in-depth person, so I really appreciate in-depth conversation. So thank you so much. Um, so you can find me um, on my business page, which is Traveling Aura, at Traveling, common spelling, A-U-R-A. And on my personal page, um, you can find me at Radiant Rain. So that's underscore Radiant, R-A-D-I-A-N-T, underscore Rain, R-E-I-G-N, underscore. And please, if you are a manicurist or beauty professional, please tune in every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 oh, p.m. Yeah. Pacific, for Manicurist Monday. Um, Manicurist Monday is a series that I started in March to pay homage to um, manicures that have paved the way. I was going to do it just for Women's History Month. And um, the response that I've been getting from people in the industry in terms of, man, you know, just like what you're doing, we need certain conversations happening. And I was like, I can't do this for just one month. So I don't know how much longer I will do it, but it's definitely going to morph into something else, such as a blog, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. D will be on. So be um, yes. on the lookout for, I am yes. definitely inviting her on. So please check us out every Monday, 8 p.m. I invite a manicurist on to do what D's doing here on, on the spot. So please tune in if you can. And I look forward to um, meeting you. Don't forget to tell them where they can book you if they are in the Florida area. Yes. Tell them about your website. Damn. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. So if you are in need of pampering services and you're in the Tri-County, if you are visiting here in Florida, um, we come to hotels, Airbnbs, and we will pamper you without you having to drive in this crazy traffic. To book your appointment, visit us at travelingaura.com. Again, that's travelingaura.com. Or if you'd like to give us a call, you can call us at 1-888-948-7737. Again, that's 1-888-948-7737. Or you can shoot us an email at info at travelingaura.com. I am loving this. Listen, you guys, I know. I know that phone is going to start ringing off the hook <laughs> because it's such a, a, a convenience what you know convenience and luxury all wrapped in one thank you so much really truly thank you so much i am so glad we got the opportunity to chat uh this was so 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 wonderful you are definitely radiant and i told you that on ig yeah uh you have this this beautiful glow uh and and just this gorgeous skin so you know thank you for allowing me to be a part of your evening tonight Absolutely. guys this has been on the spot talk live with d malone i pray that you all enjoyed this conversation and i hope that you look forward to the next because guess what there will be another so i'm pretty sure you guys 
since you've been with me for a little minute, you know what I'm gonna say. But just in case you don't, here it goes. Be blessed. But more importantly, be a blessing. I love y'all. It's beautiful. Until the next time.